welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. Really excited to be able to talk with you again this week. As always, we are on a journey together. We talk every week and have an opportunity to be able to delve a little bit deeper into what you are doing to be able to engage with your own daughters, but also you get an opportunity to learn from others too, because that's really important. As dads, we need to reach out to other dads. We need to learn from other dads because there's no right way to father your daughters. And there are so many dads out there that are being great dads that you can learn from. You don't have to do this alone. So making sure that you learn from others here on the show, talk to other dads in your own community, all of those ways are ways that you can do just that. Every week I bring you guests to be able to make you think, learn, and be able to be able to kind of push yourself a little bit further. And today we've got another great guest with us. Today we've got Mike Sade with us. And Mike is a entrepreneur from South Africa. He's a father of his daughter, Sasha. We're going to talk about that journey. And I'm really excited to be able to talk with him today about his own journey as a father and to talk with him about his journey with his own daughter. Mike, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you for having me on your show. It's really appreciated. I really am looking forward to this. Well, I am really excited to be able to talk to you as well. And I guess first and foremost, I love turning the clock back in time. I know that your daughter, Sasha, is 20. And so I want to turn it way back. So Talk to me about the first reaction that you had when you found out that you were going to be a father to a daughter. Well, one of the things we did was we actually asked our gynecologist not to tell us whether or not we were having a son or a daughter. That was our choice. So first of all, I was very excited when my, my wife was pregnant. We knew we were having a child, but we didn't know whether it would be a boy or a girl. And in fact, my wife really believed it was going to be a boy until the morning when we went to the hospital, when she turned around to me and she said to me, this is going to be a girl. It's it's quite a, so there was no like kind of time to prepare. I didn't have, oh, it was going to be a boy. It was going to be a girl. I was going to find out when the child was born. That's what happened to me as well. I had no clue going in and we were ex excited and surprised. And that is a fun way to do it. When we had our second daughter, we did find out because we kind of wanted to know whether or not we were going to need to completely get new clothes or do new things. So the second one, we, we wanted to be a little less surprised in that regard. But but in the first one, we definitely were. And that is fun. Now, I talked to a lot of dads and a lot of dads say that when they step into fatherhood, there is fear. And especially when I talk to dads with daughters, they say that there's some fear there too. Fear of the unknown, fear of raising daughters. What would you say was your biggest fear in raising a daughter? I was just scared I wasn't going to get it right. That you know. So let me jump in, if you don't mind me jumping around a little bit. Let me tell you about the moment that she was born, because for me, that's also really important. So as Sasha's born, the, the gynecologist hands, the, the, the doctor doing the delivery hands Sasha to me, after I've cut the cord and I'm literally holding her. And my first feeling when I looked down at this child was, it doesn't matter what you believe in, how religious you are, uh, what you perceive as this higher being. But I don't believe that, that a father can hold a child and believe that this is just science. 
There is there is some kind of miracle that you're holding in your hand, and and that's what I look down on. I look down at this at this at this little miracle, this this vulnerable human that that I was holding that I'd been part of making, and it was just I knew this journey was going to be amazing. I'm not certain that I was caught with any fear except maybe the fear of not getting it right. And to explain that a little bit, maybe I need to talk about my own past. But if that's okay, if that works for you, that's perfectly fine. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm the oldest of three children, and my parents separated when I was about 14 and a half years old. And from that moment on, my father was not really a father to me. He was a great friend and he did support me, but he wasn't a dad in that respect. And one of the promises that I made to myself and through myself to Sasha was that the buck stops with me. This expression that the sins of the father visited on the children and the children's children was stopping with me. I was going to be all the things that my father wasn't, but at the same time, I was I was going to be a good dad. That was, and I, and I think that's what brought me to where I was. I understand that you know if you come from parents who gamble, one of two things are going to happen: either you yourself are going to be a gambler or a drinker or whatever it is, or it's going to stop with you, and you'll kind of advocate against it. And I feel that the one thing I really do need to thank my father for, and I did, I said to him that the one thing I have to thank you for is the the, the relationship I have with my daughter is because I made sure it wasn't the same one I'd had with him. And he wasn't a bad person, don't get me wrong. He, it was a different generation and the involvement was completely different. So perhaps that gives you a bit of insight into why I value this relationship that I have with Sasha so highly and why I feel it's so important. That does. And I think that the personal stories that every person has, that every father has, definitely pushes you to do things the same or different than the way that you were fathered yourself. I know in my own journey, my father was not as engaged when I was really young, but was a great dad. But it pushed me to kind of go in the opposite direction. It pushed me to say, hey, I want to do everything. I want to be a part of everything from when they are very young to when they are now in high school. I want to be at their activities. I want to do all of these things. So it, it does push you in many different ways and, and it molds you in many ways that you're not aware of until you get to that point. Very much so. Spot on. So every father has memories, moments that are special, you said that you really tried to create these experiences with your own daughter and, and makes, make something that, that would be very unique and special for her. What would you say has been the most memorable experience that you've been able to share with Sasha thus far as a father? So uh, the, the one that stands out more than any other is I got divorced or separated from my ex-wife when Sasha was about nine years old for various reasons. That's, that's not part of this at all. Um, and we parted ways and we then decided that we would have separate summer holidays, so to speak. And about seven or eight years ago, I decided to create a holiday beyond all holidays. In fact, I used my influence on social media to arrange the whole holiday. So what I did was I took Sasha away on a holiday, which was called 16 Stays in 16 Days. We traveled the entire country, never staying in the same place for more than one night. So if you can imagine driving thousands and thousands of kilometers with your daughter in the car with you, and at the same time, sharing a room with her in 16 different hotels, guest houses, locations, tents, whatever it was. And those 16 days for me will, will always stand out. There, there was nothing we didn't do. We paraglided, we windsurfed, we ziplined, we canoed, we ate, we spoke, we joked, we laughed. It, it was 
for me, probably the most incredible time of my life even, and be able to share that with her. And one of the real highlights that stood out for me was on the very last day, we were driving back to Johannesburg and I was highly emotional at that stage. I, and I and I actually turned to her and I said to her, I really want to thank you from, and I call her Babster, that's, that's her nickname. And I said to her, Babster, I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending this time with me. And the moment when I realized that Sasha was Sasha and nobody else was when she turned around to me, Christopher, and she said to me, but dad, I didn't really have a choice, did I? And then she just burst out laughing. And I realized that that she had her own sense of humor. She had her own take on things. I just sat there and I said to her, now you had, you had to try and be funny now. And she just wouldn't stop laughing. So for me, probably those 16 days traveling the country with her, experiencing things, putting it all, we, we put the whole thing on social media, wherever we kind of went. People were tracking us. We had t-shirts that we'd leave at different places. If one thing stands out, it's that, but there are many other things as well. That is quite the experience, quite the journey. Not every father gets that opportunity to be able to spend that much time and be able to have that kind of memorable experience, but it sounds like an amazing one. I would say try and it doesn't have to be 16 days. It doesn't have to be traveling the country. I think for fathers, and, and, I, and I speak for myself, you need to create these experiences. You can't wait for them to happen. I, I remember people telling me like, you know, you know, you must spend quality time with your children. And, and I kind of want to say, children don't understand quality time. They understand quantity time. So if you ask a child, would you rather spend one hour with me reading Shakespeare or six hours in the park chasing butterflies? The six hours are going to win every single time. So my advice to dads is you don't find the time to spend with your children, you make the time and go and make it. It'll pay back in spades, in trumps, in whatever whatever currency that you, that you have. And when you talk about the engagement and that quality time, what are some of the things that you did to be able to set yourself up to be able to have either the time or have the ability to be able to set that up in the right way. I need to tell you, it's not certainly not about money. So for example, the 16 stays and 16 days trip actually came about when I actually could not even afford a holiday that year and decided to rather leverage on my social media. So I literally sent out letters around the country to hotels, resorts, uh, car hire places, luggage places, offering to do this as a kind of a social media experiment. And every one of them was positive. That entire holiday was kind of sponsored. And I took the trouble to go find it. But I just know that take a Sunday, for example, the parks are open, the parks are free, take her down to the park, buy a Frisbee, teach her to play Frisbee, get a kite, take your camera along and Google how to take funny pictures. We love to go to open markets and then we'll put on glasses or hats or or outfits. And just it's about just having fun. So Christopher, I don't believe there's anything special that I had to do. I didn't have to plan too long in advance. I just had to know that it was important to her and important to me and kind of make it happen, if that makes any sense. It does make sense. And I think that for me, I've definitely found ways to engage with my kids in low cost ways. My youngest daughter loves to geocache and geocaching is free. It's something you can do. It's like a treasure hunt. You can go all around the world if you want to and find these geocaches. And it's kind of, like I said, it's a treasure hunt and little way to find the caches that people hide. But it, it's just time. And it's just taking the time to be able to do things that your kids like. And I've said this before to other dads is that your kid may like doing things that you in the back of your mind are saying, oh my gosh, I do not want to do this. But you know what? You just have to suck it up and you have to do it because your kid is going to 
love it that you're willing to do something that they probably know that you don't want to do, but that you're doing it anyway. Very much so. I'm a dance dad and that Sasha was a very good dancer as she was growing up. So I spent days, in total probably weeks or months, sitting at dance competitions, sitting there the whole day watching other people dance to wait for the 90 seconds or two and a half minutes that she would dance. But it was important for her that I be there. So that would be another thing we'd share. I was always, we were always trying to find unusual things to do. And we're, we're both pretty adventurous. So that, that's always high on our list. A walk, a hike, uh, some crazy zipline, something with a little bit of perceived danger. Not danger. I wouldn't put Sasha in any kind of danger. But we love doing those kind of adrenaline rush kind of things. So my advice to dads is, look, just go, go and make the time. You'll love it and they will love it and dream up crazy adventures with them. Go go make your own. I love that, the geocaching. Go create your own treasure hunt in a park somewhere. Take it to a market, walk around having this. There's a million things we can do. And a lot of people do do, thank goodness, with their children. So now that your daughter is out of the house, she's at university, she's studying pre-law, what do you do now? to try to keep that engagement, to have those opportunities to still stay connected with her, even though she's at a different point in her life. If you don't mind, I'm going to go back just a few years to that transition when you realize that your daughter's growing up, particularly a daughter. I, I can't even tell you how it feels for a son, but as a father, you're now watching your daughter grow up. And my first feeling was, and I said this to her one day, I said to her, I absolutely love what I see, but I hate what I feel. I'm feeling like part of me is moving away, but there's no way I could stop it. And I wouldn't want to stop it in a million years. I needed to let her find her space. I needed to let her become the young lady that she was going to become with my guidance. I mean, I'll always be there for her and everything that I possibly can do, I will do. But there is that moment as a father, when you realize that you're no longer the center of her universe. There's a young man out there. There's her friends, there's TikTok, there's videos, there's, you're suddenly, you're not as important as as, as, as you maybe once were, or maybe once thought you were. And that's a moment for dads to overcome. It's, it's got nothing to do with the daughter. They're not suddenly becoming a bad child. They're not suddenly becoming disinterested in you. They're not suddenly don't care. She cares. Just other things matter to her. So Christopher, I'd say that was probably the first step was, was me coming to terms. And that moment happened about two years ago when I took her on a beach holiday. And one day while we we're walking along the beach, I said to her, I know you don't realize this, but this is probably our last holiday like this. By next year, you're going to want to be spending summer holidays with your friends or overseas or, or traveling. And she went, oh no, don't be silly, dad. I said, no, no, you don't have to make me any promises. This is a realization for me that I need to treasure this moment. So that was the first thing. Now, now that she's at university, she's not there full time. So she still stays with me a couple of nights of the month um, when she's not at varsity or she's not at her mom. So she stays over here. I just have to make that it's a little bit less time. I need to make that time a bit more special. I loved cooking for her. We'll sit outside and talk. I love sharing things with her. But at the same time, I also have to understand that whereas she would have spent the whole weekend with me, now she arrives at me by Friday night. She wants to do one thing. Saturday night, she's going out with friends. Sunday, during the whole day, she might want to spend with with a friend or boy or a, a, what we call a bride, which is a barbecue. It's a realization for fathers that we need to let go and at the same time, just love what we're watching and what we're seeing evolve. Not always easy. Trust me, there are moments where like I kind of wish she was eight years old again and, and I was the center of her universe. But 
those times have passed and I need to come to terms with that. It's not something she has to come to terms with. It's something that I do. So how have you come to terms with that? What have you had to do to be able to get to a point of acceptance, to know that this is just a part of the journey for yourself? And what do you still need to do? As you look forward, I think what's happening now in my life is that I have to come to the realization that my daughter is growing up, that I need to let go a little bit, that I'm no longer going to be the center of her universe, which isn't really easy all the time. And and the way I do that is to try and remind myself that I have instilled in her the values that I think will take her forward. I've taught her self-worth more than anything else, what her time is worth, what her what her her thoughts are worth what even what her body's worth and that none of this should be given away freely that that she needs to and, and I think I've done that well and not just myself her mother as well who's instilled these values in her as well so it's not always easy for a dad to let go of his daughter to to watch her grow up to no longer be the man in her life now that there are other men or other people and I have to come to terms with the fact that when she spends some time with me on the weekend it's no longer all my time She's going to arrive here and want to go out on a Friday night or a Saturday night. And I'm okay with that. I'm I'm coming to terms with it. I struggle with it occasionally, like every father I'm sure does, where I kind of miss her and I'd want that time for myself. But I'm getting there. And that's all we can do is get there and to go day by day and just know that there are going to be times where you may feel kind of second rate, even though that's really what you want to be, because, you know, the fact that your daughter has, you've done everything that you can to be able to set your daughter up for success is all you can do as they're growing up. Now, I mentioned at the very beginning, Mike, that you are an entrepreneur. You work with businesses. You've been in the hospitality business for many, many years. And I'm sure that throughout the years, some of what you did probably rubbed off on your daughter in many different ways. You talked about the fact that you're always, you were always up to try things and do things. And many entrepreneurs are definitely like that. How would you say that you're your personality, your lifestyle has rubbed off on your daughter? Well, I believe I've certainly taught her a sense of adventure. She has a wonderful sense of humor and her favorite is actually to turn that around and use it on me in unexpected moments. And I sit there with a mouthful of teeth, just absolutely gobsmacked that she, that she even thought of that and said that to me. So I feel that. I also, over the last few years, I take part in a lot of charity initiatives myself and I hope that's rubbed off on her and I can see it. I can see that she has a very good spirit and a very good soul and that she wants to share. So I'm hoping that little things like my sense of humor, my sense of adventure, my sense of, of community are going to be part of her. They won't be the, all of her because I don't want her to walk in my footsteps. I want her to go and create her own. I, re, I really do. I'll be there to guide her. I want to watch her and I want to be amazed by, by what she accomplishes and the young lady that she's become. And every now and again, she's going to do something that I don't like as well. And I have to find a way to say to her, look, are you sure that was your best option right? without judging her? Because if I'm going to judge her, then all I'm going to be trying to do is kind of replicate myself in her. And that, that's not really what I want. I want her to learn some values from me and some of the things that are like my sense of adventure. And I hope that that'll hold her in really great stead and help her go forward. I think that's all you can do is hope that you've instilled the values and, and shown her a path that you've taken and that she chooses to to take up some of the mantle of what you've shared with her along the way. Sometimes there's going to be times where your children will definitely go in an opposite direction as well. And you have to understand that as well. Absolutely. So it's definitely not easy at times and definitely sometimes can be a little, you have to bite your tongue probably. 
but more than a little sometimes, yes. But it's all a part of the fathering journey. It is. Now, we always finish our interviews with what I like to call our fatherhood five, where I ask you five more questions to delve deeper into you as a dad. Are you ready? Shoot. In one word, what is fatherhood? Joy. Now, when was the time that you finally felt like you succeeded? at being a father to a daughter? I think it's when someone comes to you and tells you something about your daughter that you didn't realize. When they tell you something outstanding about that child, then you realize, wow, I've done it right. Somebody else noticed something about her that I didn't even notice myself. Now, if I was to talk to Sasha, how would she describe you as a dad? I'm hoping she would describe me as the world's greatest dad. Well, of course, that's what we all think. But I think she would probably tell you that I am engaging different and a little crazy. Now, who inspires you to be a better dad? I look at people around me, uh, my friends, uh, people that have achieved things, and not necessarily dads themselves. I, I just look at people and their relationships with other people. And I think that's what drives me more. Look, I'll be honest and tell you that my own father inspired me to be a better dad by kind of not being. And I know that sounds terrible, but that, that is actually the truth. And then my own mother, who passed away in 1984 when I was only about 23 years old, she, to me, was also a great inspiration. She was she was very involved and very caring, and she really instilled values in people. And I think between everything in my life, those are kind of my models. Now, you've given a lot of pieces of advice today, but as we finish up today, what's one piece of advice that you'd want to give to every dad? Be there. Be involved and be there. Just be present. There's nothing... I think your children want that from you more than anything else. They want you to be there, to be part of their lives, to share time with them. As I said right in the beginning, I'm not sure if we were still recording it, if we're already recording at that stage. If you want to be in someone's memory tomorrow, you better be in their life today. So my advice to fathers, be there. Now, if people want to find out more about you, what you're doing, is there a place that they could go to be able to learn more about you? Well, they're more than welcome to hook up with me on Facebook. And I'll apologize in advance that I am an oversharer. So if you just search Mike said what, kind of one word, Mike said what, or Michael said, as I am on Facebook, more than welcome to hook up with me. I love sharing time and space with people. I used to write a blog many years ago called the Daddy Blogger. .co.za. And you can find some of my writing there. As Sasha grew up, I started writing a little bit less there and moving my own stuff kind of onto Facebook. But I love connecting with people. Welcome to send me a message, drop me an email. We can make time for a chat on WhatsApp or, or any messenger service. And if I can help anyone in any way, it would be my great pleasure. Well, Mike, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for being here today, for sharing your own journey with your daughter, and I wish you all the best. Thank you, Christopher. I really appreciate having been on this. And to all the fathers out there, a wonderful festive season, a magnificent new year, and be there. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step -step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad. 
that you can be. We're all in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen Carpenters and muscle men Get out and be the world to them Be the best dad you can be Be the best dad you can be